Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. Everybody, this is Sam coming to you with another episode of the Culpepper Chronicles. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that's a little bit different, um, and it's mostly because it's been <clears throat> something I've been doing a lot lately, and that's com- uh, competitive shooting, competition shooting, uh, mostly USPSA handgun. Uh, but yesterday, or actually, I guess it was Sunday, Father's Day, uh, I had the pleasure of shooting a PCSL match. So PCSL, for those who don't know, is a practical competition shooting league. And it's kind of like two-gun uh, with a little bit better and more realistic rule sets. And it's a little bit more common sense. And it's got a, a little bit different of a, of a scoring target system. And I'll, I'll get into that too. Um, but what I want to do is talk about some of my takeaways and some of my thoughts before I started doing some competitive shooting and now. So in total, I've got two legitimate, like, uh, on practice score, which if you don't know what practice score is, is where uh, all of your stats are saved. Um, I've got two legitimate matches on that, along with about five or six what was called practice matches for USPSA, which was, you know, it was scored. It just never went into anything like practice score or anything like that. And then the one PCSL match. Uh, so prior to getting into the competitive shooting, I was very much of the mindset that getting into competitive shooting was going to be a waste of time. It was not applicable to, uh, any actual useful skills. It was all just a game. Um, and that was based off of my experiences prior. So I grew up doing competitive shooting, uh, under the Arkansas youth, uh, shooting sports programs. Uh, I did that for about 10 years, 8 years, 10 years, somewhere around in there. From the minimum age to the maximum age is is basically what I did. Um, And that is all very much accuracy-based. It's very slow fire. It is extremely safety tedious, uh, and all for good reasons. Uh, But that was what the competitive shooting world I was used to was. Um, It was very much focused on hunting and sporting and things like that. and I had seen a lot of training scars come from that uh, when it came to accuracy at speed and, and things of that nature as I got older and got into, you know, tactical, the tactical, quote-unquote tactical uh, training world and, uh, you know, going in, in that route. So that coupled with the few times I went and watched USPSA matches or what I, I vaguely remember being USPSA matches, um, it looks very gamey. I was like, okay, there's just no way. Like this, this looks very dumb. These guys are running around, um, blazing super fast speeds. There's no way they're seeing their sights. They're not getting good hits. And that's actually what I was seeing. I was seeing guys going super fast. They weren't getting great hits. It was basically, Hey, if I put two rounds on the target, I'm happy. Um, 
And I think what I ran into was very poor examples of what competitive shooting is. I just, you know, luck of the draw, the few times I went and watched it, that's just kind of what I ran into. Um, Then I looked into doing IDPA, uh, which is the International Defensive Pistol Association. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense because I'm a civilian. It's defensive pistol. This is going to be, you know, really applicable. And then if you watch any videos of it, it's dudes walking around uh, with basically uh, USPSA classified handguns, very much race guns, uh, for the most part. I know there's plenty that don't too, um, in like fishing vests and tactical, you know, drape over. If you think about like the, the khaki photographer's vest that like the early GWAT era SF guys were wearing, that's basically what they're walking around in because you have to have the handgun concealed. Um, at the time, uh, appendix inside the waistband was a no-go is absolutely not allowed. Uh, that's the only way I've really ever carried. So I was like, okay, well, this is dumb. I don't understand why you would have the Defensive Pistol Association um, supposedly geared toward uh, defensive pistol use and not allow that. And then you couple that with the way they do reloads, which is you can't really preemptive reload. Um, if you're shooting two or three targets and you've got 10 rounds left in your mag, uh, you have to burn through all 10 rounds before reloading. Um, you cannot preemptively reload before entering the next part of the stage. And I thought that was pretty dumb too, because if I've, if I'm cognizant enough to know that I've only fired four rounds, um, and I don't know what I'm getting into and I've got six rounds left in the mag, why not go ahead and reload and top off and and go into it with a fresh 10. And then they're like, Oh, well you can, you just have to mag dump, you know, on your last target. It was just a very erroneous rule set and I, I was not interested. So, wrote it off uh, for years. I was like, okay, this is just something that I don't want to get into. Um, it's not applicable. Their rule sets are stupid. Um, USPSA and now IDPA allow AIWB. So, if you want to use your carry gear, you can if you if you carry appendix like I do. Um, and just on a whim, uh, I was actually at my local UPS store dropping off a package, and there was a flyer for a new range that was built uh, not too far from me that was advertising the USPSA practice matches. And my wife's like, hey, you know, you should try it. You, we don't really have anything going this weekend. It was like 20 bucks to show up and do it. And I thought, you know what? Why not? Uh, I did it, and I didn't have any competition gear. I, I showed up with my carry gear. I downloaded my mags, loaded up training ammo, and grabbed some spare uh, spare mags full of uh, ball ammo. And between that and a Blue Force gear double pistol mag pouch, uh, I shot a USPSA competition and did pretty well. And granted, it was a practice match. Uh, and it's kind of was like, I, I kind of enjoyed that. And I was on the fence still about how applicable it was because I was still looking at it on grand scale. Um, the chances of me having to engage, you know, 10 to 15 targets with a handgun in my daily life is, is pretty minimal. Uh, so like a couple of months went by where I couldn't make the matches. I was like, Hey, you know, it's whatever. Went to another one and I had been talking with other people who did competitive shooting and I went into it with a little bit different mindset. And that was that each section of the stage is a gunfight. And when you think about it like that, where you've got one to two to maybe three, you know, targets you have to engage. If you don't think about like plate racks or anything, or like the Texas star, um, 
that that gets a little bit more applicable. You're like, okay, I could understand possibly having to engage two to three people. Um, because if you think about realistic context, you know, bad guys tend to come in multiples, just not typically 10 to 15 like your John Wick. Um, and if you're smart about your speed and you're smart about your accuracy, you really learn as time goes on how to run your gun on autopilot. And that's something that I did not realize I was doing um, until I was listening to uh, Matt Pronka talk about uh, competitive shooting and practical competitive shooting and how it's applicable. And I really pretty much agreed with everything he said. And the thing that I like about it is the more I do it, the more I get used to it, um, the more I practice doing dry fire and go to competitions, I'm realizing what I'm doing is I'm really cranking up my gun handling skills. Um, I'm, I'm improving that. I'm improving my accuracy at speed. I'm improving my speed in general. Um, and I'm learning how to do all this stuff on autopilot. Like I'm not thinking about reloads. I'm not thinking about my functions, um, outside of like, okay, I've got a malfunction. I need to clear it or, okay, I've engaged, you know, six targets. I should probably do a reload at this point in the stage because I've got 20 more to engage or something like that. Um, I'm learning how to do all that on autopilot while, focusing on accuracy at speed and that's the big thing and that's what you see a lot of times when guys are posting shooting stuff on instagram right now where they're either going super fast and you know they're not getting hits like there's no way you can look at their form uh they're not showing their targets they're not shooting steel so you have you know audible feedback they're going super fast they're not getting hits and the other side of that is guys who are taking forever to engage stuff and if you think about the context of what you're trying to do, you're trying to stop a threat. You're trying to end a situation, whether you're a defensive pistol person or you're someone who is planning to defend your homestead against, you know, cannibalistic San Franciscans. You're having to learn how to put accurate fire on threats as fast as possible um, and do it without thinking about it. Like that really is your end goal. Because if you can do all that without having to think about it, you can then focus on what is, depending on who you talk to, the easier or harder aspect of it, which is the tactics or quote-unquote tactics side of it. Whether that's learning an L-shaped ambush, whether that's learning you know CQB, whether it's you know figuring out how to work around barricades and barriers and things like that. Um, those are things that you may require more thought and energy into. So if you can get your gun handling skills, your accuracy, uh, your speed on more of an autopilot basis where you're not having to think about it, you know that you're doing it, um, that just frees up your your thought process time. Uh, you can focus on the problem at hand. You can focus on problem solving what's in front of you and, and know going into it, okay, my shooting is squared away. I don't have to think about that. And I think more people need that. More people need to be able to do that. Um, and that really showed through at my PCSL match Sunday. So PCSL is two gun. Um, it's rifle and handgun. There's, you know, caliber restrictions and stuff like that. Uh, 99% of people were running 5.56 ARs. There was one 5.45 AK there. Um, and I, did, I didn't see anything else but that. I, everyone was pretty much running that kind of standard set. Uh, there was supposed to be 30 shooters ended up being 28 and i'm wanting to say there were 24 in my division there was which was the practical division the other option that you could sign up for was competitive um there was i think four in the competitive division 
and there was probably 10 if not more of those that signed up that were officers local to the area and what I saw in my squad because it was only my squad that I could see was that I am very much concerned with what the uh, professionals and by professionals I mean those that do it for a living their job is law enforcement do with a rifle Uh, there was a lot of barrier shots there was a lot of people not uh, knowing their holds and not clearing their muzzle um, outside of barricades and sending rounds into barrels Um, there was a lot of not knowing your zero Uh, there were people who didn't know how to run their rifle period Uh, like the mechanical operation of said rifle they had no clue Um, there was some safety issues that I saw and some of that safety issue comes from the competitive world of you know strict rule sets for like the 180 and stuff like that because it has to be done that way uh, because in the end it's a competition and there's more people out there and they have to keep it safe Um, but there were people that that I I watched miss steel ac zone steel which anyone if you don't know what that is that is basically if you look at the normal humanoid target of like an ipsic target uh it's the head box um the a zone which is the very center so if you think of like heart lung area and c zone which is the outside of the lung area that's about the size of the steel and it was 125 yards you had to get one hit on three individual targets at 125 yards off a barricade and I watched people use almost a full mag to get those three hits. And when you ask them, it's like, hey, what's your zero? And they look at you with this blank stare of, what do you mean? And it's like, well, what is it zero to? Like, what, what distance is your optic true to for your ammo? And I had answers from uh, 25 feet, which I'm hoping they meant like a 25-yard zero, but they probably meant 25 feet. Um I had one tell me he had a three-yard zero. I have no idea what the hell that is. Um, and then one told me, I don't know. I checked it out at the armory this morning and and like just came to the competition type thing. Uh, the fact that a lot of people really rely on that as protection for themselves and their loved ones. And this is not a dig at cops at all. Um, I am, I'm not anti-law enforcement or anything like that. There are a lot of really good ones out there that I know personally um, that I would absolutely 100% trust with my life, my family's life, uh, and would would stand online with me in you know whatever situation you may think of for the future. Um, but it scares me to death that, that those people are out there. However, kudos to them for coming out and and being willing to be racked and stacked against other people to hopefully learn and see what they need to work on because those same people by the end of the four stages I was kind of talking to them about hey you know did you have a good time like what did you learn and they're like dude I had no idea and I'm hoping that they take this as a come to Jesus meeting and will go to the range and put in the time and and get you know the effort put in to better themselves uh some won't and those were the same ones that were saying things like I'm not really worried about you know everyone else's score or where I place I'm worried about my own or you know, I'm just, as long as I put rounds on target, I'm okay. Like, like those guys are always going to be those guys. Um, the, the dudes who their stomach's so big that their belt is twisted out and their mag pouches are laying straight forward as opposed to up. You're never going to change those guys. That's, that's just all there is to it. 
But for a civilian, um, or a citizen anyways, depending on what you're wanting to get into or depending on where you see yourself in the paradigm of the defensive world or what you're preparing for, really you have some options for competitive shooting that you can get into. So if you are a hard stop, if you're law enforcement or uh, military where you either carry or potentially have the need to carry a rifle for a living, um, PCSL is absolutely for you. You should go out and you should do some PCSL competitions or two gun competitions, run your duty gear, uh, and see kind of where you rack and stack with that and look at what you have to work on. Uh, because those competitions are going to be about speed. They're going to be about accuracy. They're also going to be about distance, uh, minimal shots, um, things like that. You're really going to learn a lot with that. If you are a citizen that is concerned about future conflict, um, potential civil unrest, uh, defending your homestead, and you see a rifle being a viable thing that you may have to use, PCSL is definitely it. At the very least, do USPSA because you're learning handgun skills and that's what you're carrying with you on the daily. Um, if you're someone who's not at all concerned about using a rifle, um, that's not something you foresee. You work a nine to five at the local bank and you carry a handgun and like the handgun defensive world is the only thing you could really see yourself viably doing, then get into USPSA. Um, I still don't like IDPA for some of the rule sets and the way they do it. I'll, I'll shoot some of it just to keep shooting and, and have a, com- a competition I can do, you know, every month or two. Um, I think that USPSA is honestly more applicable just because of the way they do things and, and what you can learn from it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, guys, uh, that was just kind of my takeaways. What I learned that I need to work on is my uh, my speed at distance for accurate hits um, instead of taking quite as much time as I did uh, and my transitions at distance. My up-close work was okay. My medium, my medium range stuff was okay. Uh, I felt like my footwork and everything was good. And my, my speed and accuracy with the handgun I felt was okay. Uh, that's always a work in progress, but definitely as far as the long gun goes, um, when it comes to distance, I need to really try and crank up my uh, my acceleration on that and get those hits a little bit quicker and transition a little bit quicker at distance. Uh, I also trued up some some gear and some optic choices and found what did work and what didn't work based off you know realistic feedback of my personal use. So there'll be some changes coming from that too. But anyways, guys, uh, definitely go if you have any you know possible local matches, anything small scale, anything cheap. I mean like. I think the most I've paid for a match fee is 20 bucks. And then like the PCSL match yesterday was a hundred rounds total between rifle and handgun. Uh, you should be able to easily do that. You should, you should have enough stored up ammo or the capability to purchase or procure enough ammo to do something like that. Um, and just go out and test it. If you just do it once and you hate it, then you've done it once and you know, but I feel like if you're, if you go to it and you're really, objective about what you're doing and you can step back and look at it and say okay I can see what I'm learning and where it applies to me I think that you'll actually get a lot out of it I know I did I look forward to continuing on um you'll see a lot more uh competition stuff from me as far as posts and videos and things like that on my Instagram and my Patreon and my YouTube um 
just because I find it applicable. And I also, honestly, I find it enjoyable. And I'm at a point in my life where, yes, I'm going to be doing the things. I'm going to be doing the things that we all feel are necessary. But at the same time, I'm also going to be doing things that I enjoy uh, because there's only a finite amount of time left before we we have no choice in what we can do. Uh, And it's going to be a little bit less fun. We'll put it that way. So anyways, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you made it this far, thank you so very much for listening. Once again, uh, take it easy, stay safe. May God be with you and your families.